Hello, everybody. Tracy, Mrs. J-Dog Flanagan with you here today. I am the co-founder and senior vice president of J-Dog Brands, and I would like to welcome you to Tactical Treasures, a podcast sharing the stories of veterans and military family members that have been impacted by specific items in their lives. I will be interviewing voices in the veteran space to search for inconspicuous objects and moments that they turned into tactical treasures for their military career, business, or life. Today, I have the awesome honor of speaking with Marjorie K. Eastman. A little bit about Marjorie. Marjorie served as a United States Army intelligence officer and commander. Her 10 years of post-9-11 military and service included two combat combat deployments, one in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom and the other in support of Operation Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan. She started out enlisted and received the rare honor of being awarded a direct commission within her first two years of service. Her final duty was to command over 100 soldiers in Afghanistan to successfully fulfill their mission and safely return home. She was ranked the number one military intelligence company commander in eastern Afghanistan for the deployment cycle of 2009 to 2010. Awarded the Bronze Star for Meritus Service as a combat commander and received the Combat Action Badge. Marjorie is the award-winning author of the 2017 National Independent Publisher Book Award for the Frontline Generation, How We Served Post-9-11. Marjorie continues to positively shape the narrative for veterans, women, the value of service, and frontline leadership, pioneering new ground in the content industry with an independent entrepreneurial spirit. A recent project includes being the creator of the 2019 Bicycle Collector's Card, uh, deck in partnership with the U.S. Playing Card Company, a limited edition collectible highlighted 52 interesting and successful 9-11 businesses and charities launched by the military community. Wow. What an amazing resume, Marjorie. I am so excited to have you. Welcome to the podcast. No, Tracy, thank you so much. I am so excited to be part of this. I am just so grateful. And, and I've been a fan of yours and Jerry and, and all the work that you do for many years. So this is a real privilege. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So tell us a little bit about your amazing military career. <laughs> I know it's, it's really, you know, when people ask me about, you know, why did you serve in the military? especially this time of year, it's fall and, and we just had 9-11 mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, it's easy to, for people to, to understand when I say I, I serve and I joined the military because of 9-11. Mm -hmm. I was in my early twenties. I had just finished college. And, you know, at that point I was, you know, where a lot of people are, you think in your early twenties, you're asking those questions, who do I want to be? How am I going to make a difference? How does my life count? And I, the secret is we ask ourselves those questions throughout our life. Of course. <laughs> but, but in my early 20s, um, you know, when 9-11 happened, that was that was very crystal clear to me that I was going to serve my country and, and no one does that to our country. So that was where it all began for me. And, you know, much of all the, the, the great stories were captured in my book, The Frontline Generation. And the book really grows from the point of my being a young enlisted soldier, uh, receiving my direct commission, and then all the time that I had in command, it culminates with our time over in Afghanistan. And it culminates and shows my growth and maturity as a person, as a leader, and just how much the people around me taught me about leadership and character and, 
everything that we just love and admire so much about the military. Well, that sounds amazing. And I am, I think it's terrific that you as a, as a young woman looked at our country that, that way, being so young and really having a desire to serve and wanting to make a difference. Um, not many young people at the ripe age of 20 and 21 would, would think that way, but it's amazing that you did. And you've had an amazing military career and affected a lot of, um, you know, comrades in your midst and, and underneath your wonderful leadership. Um, so Marjorie, what is your mission now? Well, my mission now really began when I left the military, and I didn't realize when I left the military that this would be my lifelong mission, but it is to always support and to, to promote and be a champion and supporter of my brothers and sisters who served in the uniform. And so I, I've done that through various ways, whether it's um, nonprofits or you know, with my book, as I try to elevate and inform and inspire on our stories there and several different projects. But I just, I am so wild about, you know, just our family, our, you know, and people just don't realize how we come from all across the country, all different walks of life. We can have completely different opinions and ideas, but we come together and we fix things and we stay focused and we're, we're united based off of our ethos and our mission. And so it's just like, why wouldn't you want to always be a part of a group of people like that? Um, because you know, I'll tell you this, and, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, Jerry's told you this, is that, you know, when you leave the military and you take off the uniform, it never leaves you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and, you know, I can totally understand what you're saying, because in JDOG, it's the same thing. Um, what, what is happening here, you know, in our company is just the veterans who seek us out, wanting to be a part again of something that, that is very common and, and, and very near and dear to their heart. And that is working alongside of other veterans, being a part of a mission again, being, having that camaraderie with their brothers and sisters. And that's right, which is, so it's, awesome that we've been able to create that here at JDOG. And I, and I, I, I see that, you know, in, in the veterans that are, that are in our franchise system, they feel the exact same way. And you're right. And you it, know, the military never Tracy, leaves. <laughs> I would, I would add too. you know, you at JDOG, you've created a unit. I mean, sure. the, the pride and the loyalty that we have in the military, we have it to each other. We have it to the units that we've been part of. Um, it's about being part of a unit. And that's what J-Dog has really made and captured so beautifully. Yeah, yeah. You I feel like you're, you've come you. home. Yeah, yeah. They they do say that. They say when they come to J-Dog, they feel that they're home. They're in a place, safe place that understands them and embraces them and puts them on a new mission. So, um, and I'm, I'm glad to, I actually have a copy of your book. And um, I'm excited to read it. I, I've been, I'm in a book right now and I'm almost done and I, I can't wait to start your book. So I'm very excited to hear everything that you have to say. You're a very inspiring young uh, lady. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, well, so, I, you need to look in the mirror because I think you're pretty inspiring. <laughs> and oh, what you guys you. are doing with J-Dog, I tell people all the time about you. And I just, I think you guys are just a wonderful model example of our family, our military family. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We, we strive to be that, you know, we strive to be, a, you know, the face of, 
of positiveness and wanting to help our veterans. You know, it's, it's very rewarding. I love what I do every day. And I love talking to wonderful, inspiring people like yourself. So I hear that you're finally settled in North Carolina, right? Yes. Now, yes, that, absolutely. So, that has history of itself, right? It's a history uh, of treasure. It in does. North Carolina, it has right? a really special history. So North Carolina, I fell in love in North Carolina in 2003. Um, I was activated and served my first combat tour in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom. And the state is just, I mean, beautiful. I, the year prior to that, I had done all my military training out at Fort Bragg. Mm. Uh, and when I returned from my first tour, I actually met my husband. And so he and I, we, the North Carolina is where we dated and where we, you know, became, you know, fell in love here in 2003. And then the military took us everywhere else, as you can imagine. Mm. We lived all across the country. And when he retired from the military, we finally had that opportunity to say, where do we get to live? And we got to choose to come home to North Carolina. Oh, what a great story. How romantic. That's really, really neat. So, um, so your children, tell me about your children. Well, I have one beautiful blessing and it is my son, Hank. And he, you know, that was part of our decision-making too, when Charles retired from the military and choosing our home is, you know, where are we going to raise our son? Where does it make the most sense to, you know, to bring him up into the world and, and, you know, kind of get him off and like, you know, just go, you know, go, go do the wonderful things that you're going to do, young man. And, you know, for us, it was about North Carolina and, and coming here because of the school systems, the great hospitals and the medical care that would be available as needed, which we've seen over the last, you know, couple of years. And it's the outdoors. We have beautiful sidewalks and and it's our little boy. We are every weekend, we are riding our bikes. We're taking a hike. He's just active and joyful. And he is just a piece of heaven. We couldn't be happier. That's neat. Really neat. So actually, um, I hear or I've read Blackbeard was actually captured by the British Navy in 1718, since the U.S. Navy was not established until 1775. So... <laughs> Is, is Hank into legendary pirate Blackbeard? I am so happy you brought that up because with the whole theme of finding treasures, uh, my little boy, he loves it when we go to the coast because of the history of Blackbeard, the pirate, and the, the treasures that could possibly be found on our, co- our coastline. <laughs> and so we... We uh, we checked out almost every book at the local library on Blackbeard. Oh, let me wow. tell you, <laughs> it just it's just always such a joy. Like especially when, you know when we're in nature and hiking, or again, especially by the coast, it's always about maybe there's a treasure here, Mom. Maybe there's a treasure there, and it, it makes it really fun. That so is it's a fun, fun part Have of you our found any? Have you way. found any treasures on the coastline? just sunshine and and sand (laughs) that's been our treasure (laughs) well that that's treasure in itself yes truly it's so nice to be able to be close to that I know I'm a beach and ocean person myself that I get my zen that's where my zen is (laughs) I I agree it's it's a happy place (laughs) yes so I understand that you have something special, a treasure that you would like to share with us. So tell me about that. I do. I do. And I, I have to tell you, um, I've never told this story 
to anyone uh, on a podcast or anyone besides just like a close friend or, or a, oh or a, you know, a I, sister. So I I'm really so excited to share this. <laughs> my mother-in-law, right before I deployed to Afghanistan, she was, she loves going to antique stores and, and just, you know, secondhand stores where you find treasures, right? Mm-hmm. And she found uh, a necklace with a pendant. And on one side was an angel. And on the other side, it said, watch over and guide me. And she saw this beautiful little pendant and necklace and thought, I need to give that to Marjorie because she's going to Afghanistan in a couple of weeks. And it was part of her prayer for me. And she prayed for me the whole time I was there. And when, when I received it in the mail, right before, it literally was just a couple of weeks before I ended up deploying overseas. I instantly fell in love with it uh, and I wore it. I put it on and I wore it every single day I was in Afghanistan. Oh my gosh, that is so special. That is really amazing. And I'm sure that that, you know, meant a lot to you. And and there was a, a safety net there in wearing that, I'm sure. Well, you know, it's often, oftentimes, you know, I think it's very true that military members are a bit more sentimental and especially we have our good luck charms, so to speak. Yeah. And I, I loved wearing this necklace because for two reasons, it was my faith. I, you know, just knowing that I had an angel that close to me around, you know, on that pendant and I'm actually wearing it today for, for as we speak. So if you see me touching my charm, it's because I'm wearing it right now. And, um, you know, it was number one, it was, it was faith, um, the faith you need to have when you go through something really tough, mm-hmm. uh, and something you just, you, there's only so many ways you can prepare for it. Right. Sure. And the second part of it was the inscription. It said, watch over and guide me. And in, in my opinion, you know, it couldn't have been, you know, those are just a couple of words, but they couldn't have been more perfect because in the same breath of your prayer about taking care of yourself was about guiding me because as a commander, I needed to be guided. I was in charge of more than a hundred troops at one point who were spread out over all of Eastern Afghanistan. And so that was very much, you know, a, a big task. And my prayer every night was that I was being guided and I was being the best leader that I could be to take care of them and to successfully fulfill our mission. Well, it, yeah, incredibly so. I mean, you have to go to a higher power when you're when you're tasked with something like that. I mean, what an incredible responsibility, but it sounds like you were definitely guided. You did a wonderful job. You brought everybody home safely. I mean, mission accomplished. So, congrats on 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 that. And um what is what a special message at just the right time. Very perfect. Right. And, and, you know, you said that perfectly in the sense of just the right time. You know, I think that's one of the things about treasures. Sometimes, you know, it, it, you know, you find that treasure and it happens in a way where you couldn't have planned for that. You couldn't have expected it. I mean, it's normally out of the blue when you find a treasure mm-hmm. and it was out of the blue that my mother-in-law found it in that little antique store and she sent it to me and it was perfect timing because that was the prayer, you know, in the same breath of protecting me, it was about guiding me and making sure that all the men and women that I, that I served with were, were doing well. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a wonderful story. How touching. That's amazing. 
So tell us what you're up to these days. Well, I'm definitely staying involved as a, a voice and a champion for the military family and the community. Um, you know, as you know, my work's been very busy over the last couple of years, um, whether it's been various nonprofits or it's been, you know, supporting entrepreneurs. This might be a good time to talk about the collectible deck. What do yeah. you think? Yes, yes. So that was, you know, if, if you served in the military or, or even here at home, you were probably familiar with a deck called the Iraqi Most Wanted. I'm going to, I don't know if you can see it. I'm holding it up right I can, now. I can Where see Saddam it. was the Ooh. ace of spades. And we had what we called the high value targets, their yes. faces and names on the cards. That was a very popular deck that, that was used in, in, you know, support of Operation Iraqi Freedom towards the beginning of the global war on terror. And the, the emphasis of that deck was obviously is a highlight to the bad guys, finding them. It was a quick tool that, that service members could just use and they would you know, learn in their downtime when they were playing cards, you know, the different things they had to know when they were on mission. And this is something that's been very common and used throughout history. I actually have two decks here. This is a World War II deck called the Spotter Cards. Oh, and this wow. actually gave the silhouette of aircraft. So um, again, it was during their downtime, they could learn about, um, you know, different aircraft shapes and call those in. There was a map, um, a secret map, an escape map. Uh, so wow. it was very much a fun part of our history. Right. And recently, you know, we have a new deck called, you know, the Frontline Leaders deck, where it highlights, it's a spinoff and a playoff of all the tradition the military's had with these decks of cards. But instead of the Iraqi deck where it's the bad guys, this is the good guys. So it highlights, you know, military and family owned uh, businesses and charities that were started by our community post 9-11. Yeah, it's I have to say it was such an amazing honor to be uh, the queen of spades <laughs> in that deck. We're, we're absolutely thrilled. And um, and what what is even more special, Marjorie, is the fact that you gave us the Iraqi from your deck, who the, the queen of spades was, the bad guy. And oh. so we have that all framed along with um, the little note that you wrote us, and it hangs in our office. And I have to share this with you since we're talking about the deck. Um, I When our potential uh, candidates come in to what we call our discovery day, where, you know, we talk to them about the J-Dog business model. It's part of our vetting process, and it's also a part of their due diligence as they look to become a J-Dog. I, I give them an office tour, and one of the things I highlight is that picture frame and the talking about the Iraqi war deck, uh, bicycle cards, and now the frontline leaders cards. And it it is so um, amazing that, you know, a lot of our guys um, that are coming through have been over in Iraq and Afghanistan. And they, a lot of them have said, oh, I had that deck. I don't know where it is anymore, but I remember that deck. <laughs> and so, That's right. so it, you know, it's a, it's a fun little story to kind of share with them and then take them. And, and we actually have another picture that actually shows the entire deck and everybody who is on it. Um, and I explain about, you know, the Nashville trip and the unveiling and how we signed all of our cards. And I know it was going in a museum in Washington. Where did it ever make it? 
That's right. So right now that it, that sheet that you described that has all the cards and everyone's signed. So it is, there's actually going to be a museum that opens up probably in Cleveland. I, I'd have to check on their timeline, Okay. but it's the history of all bicycle playing cards Oh wow! right outside okay. of the headquarters there. And it, it's going to be prominently displayed there. Oh, that's awesome. How exciting. So um, I'm going to bring up something. I understand that you have a new board seat. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I are, do. Are you, are you able to share what that is? I I believe so. Otherwise, Tim, otherwise, sorry, Tim, I'm going to share now. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, and and this is something fun because this is where I get to work uh, more with you and Jerry, which makes me really excited. But yes, I'm, I'm going to be on the board for the Grunt Style Foundation. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. And oh, I can't think of a better board member, of course, besides my no. husband, <laughs> yeah. to be oh, on the Grunt Style board. That. Yeah. We've, um, we've gotten to know them really, really well. And they're just, they're really good people. And they're, what I love about them is they're not just a t-shirt apparel company. They're all about that's their right. brand, their Patriot brand and, and how they, um, you know, really want to be in that veteran space with their, with their t-shirts. It's really, uh, they're doing amazing work. They really are. And the foundation has such an important mission, the way that they are continuing to live their ethos, to, yes. to live our values as a community by taking care of each other. You know, um, you know, recently, you know, it was really tough in Afghanistan when, when the fall, the disastrous fall of Afghanistan, and we saw so many people left behind. Mm. And oh, that was I one know. of the most difficult aspects, I think, for a lot of veterans, whether it was post 9-11 generation or even Vietnam veterans, is because that's not our values. We do not leave people behind. I know. I and know. again, Grunt Style Foundation, they're all about living their values. They're mm. not leaving anyone behind. Yeah. They're, they're continuing to take care of our community. Yeah. Um, our, our foundation, J-Dog Foundation, is also getting more involved in, in, in that space as well. Um, we're partnered with Stop Soldier Suicide, and I had, had a lovely uh, conversation with, with um, your husband. And um, we really, I, I think I just also recently spoke with him again and told him that we're really turning our foundation to really be in that space. And we really want to support what Stop Soldier Suicide is doing. And we're also partnered with Irreverent Warriors. And that's all we've heard is this terrible um, Afghanistan um, situation has really, has really um, harmed our, our veteran community. They're really struggling. Yeah. They're really struggling. And it's such a shame. So um, it, it's great that, you know, there's, there's, places and avenues where they can, can go. So um, absolutely there are. And the two that you described and you mentioned, please, I mean, tell, tell your friends um, about it. So they know about the resources Yes, yes. and, you know, again, it's just as veterans, we need to live our values. We need to keep checking in on each other of course. and, yeah. you know, we're going to pull through this. This is a, you know, a phase where we are it still hurts. It's still very raw and it's, right. it's still active. What's yeah. what's unfolding in Afghanistan. Right. And right. my, you know, if I could just emphasize that if there's one thing that can be remembered the most, I want to say, you know, to every veteran that's listening to this podcast right now, 
what you did mattered. You absolutely made a difference. And nothing that happened in the last 20 days in Afghanistan can ever take that away. You kept our country safe for 20 years. And that matters. Yes, that's that's exactly my sentiment. Totally is that thank you. Thank you to every veteran. You kept us safe for 20 years. And that matters. That makes a difference. You that kept makes us safe, all the difference. Safe here Absolutely. Home. Yeah. Well, Marjorie, I think we're kind of wrapped up for our time today, but um, where can people find you? Do you have a website or? Yeah. I w- yes, please. Um, it's thefrontlinegeneration.com or you can find me through my name, my name, my author name website, uh, marjoriekeisman.com. That also is out there and available. And Yes, please reach out um, because if, especially if you're a veteran and you have any questions about resources or organizations, you know, I, I'd love to point you in the right direction of what I know that's out there. Right. Great. Thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Marjorie. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on our Tactical Treasure podcast. For all viewers watching, please don't forget to check out Operation Hidden Treasures airing weekly Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on Discovery Channel and Thursday evenings at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the American Heroes Channel to see more stories of veterans turning junk to jewels. The new series follows enterprising U.S. military veterans and their families whose mission is to salvage and repurpose otherwise unused items and turn them into hidden treasures for people in need. Every episode will also include a J-Dog auction of an intriguing item discovered during a clean-out and made available to bid on by the public via the J-Dog website. Profits from Every auction are donated to the J-Dog Foundation, which helps fund PTSD resources and supports veteran organizations combating veteran suicide. There are items currently listed for auction, so go and take a look on either jdog.com or operationhiddentreasures.com to see if one of those items can be your new treasure. Don't forget to follow Marjorie on all of our outlets, and we look forward to what is in store for all of your projects in the future. Marjorie. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you you to both you and Jerry. Take care. Bye. Bye -bye. We'll talk soon.